Welcome to the Year Not Long Podcast Show. This is your host, Danny, coming to another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Hope that you're doing good today because I'm doing good today. Boy, do I have a word for you today. We're going to continue in this series, part two, The Dreamer, Joseph. We're going to talk about Joseph because like I told you, he was a dreamer. At 17, he had all these fantastic dreams. His brother and them hated him. He was his father's favorite. His father gave him a coat of many colors, which symbolically meant that he was giving everything to Joseph over his other brothers. And they couldn't stand him. And the more and more he talked and talked about his dreams, he even brought back a bad report about his brothers. So it looked like he was a tattletale and everything else, but he was nothing but a teenage boy. They didn't understand. Not even his father understood that what God was going to do with Joseph. No one knew but God. This is the wonderful working powers of God. When God want to raise a man up, all God needs is one person to surrender unto him and trust him. Let me tell you something. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 39. This is when Joseph arrives in Egypt. He's going to be a slave from being his father's favorite child. His father was wealthy. His father was wealthy. His father didn't even have a, his own home country. His father was a traveler because God was with Jacob. But let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a little bit of secret so you'll know. The reason why Joseph has success is because Jacob is his father. Train up your child in the way it should go, it should not depart. I want you to understand, when I begin to talk about Joseph, understand, for the 17 years of his life, he spent it with his father. His father had a relationship with God. That meant that his father talked to him about his God and how faithful God was. Remember this, the seed of the righteous will be delivered. That's what the word of God says in the King James Version, that the seed of the righteous will be delivered. Ain't no one can take your seed, your child, and do anything with them. Let me tell you, God will protect them because of your faithfulness and commitment to him. I hope that you're pumped up because I'm pumped up. I'm excited to talk about the goodness of God today. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know... What's on your heart and mind? But guess what? You know I'm going to say it because it's my favorite quote. Whatever's on your heart and mind is also on God's heart and mind. God loves you. You're not alone. You might feel that you are trapped. You might feel that you are stuck. You might feel that nobody cares about you. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm pumped up today. You don't know how fired up I am today. God is a good God. I want to let you know, uh, in March 2021, we already know it's the Universal Day of Prayer. We're going to start doing YouTube videos of the podcast, and so you're not alone. But I want to let you know, if you're interested, if you go to YouTube and you look up, you're not alone, Danny Hampton, guess what you're going to see? I put two posts, so as a test run on YouTube today. So... You're going to get to see the face with the voice. I want to tell you that we are family. Hey, we in this struggle together. 
ain't nothing going down that I'm not standing with you in agreement. I'm going to pray on your behalf when you're sleeping, when you're up, when you feel alone, ask God to bless you. And that's just not for the people who listen to the podcast. That's for the world. I love you. I want to let you know that you're not alone. So if you're feeling depressed, you're feeling beat down, you feel that there's no one around that cares about you, understand, I care about you. I care about you. And remember this, whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. This is why I'm pumped up. I don't know if you know it, but Joseph is one of the most favorite people in the Bible that I love to talk about because I'm a dreamer. I believe in the impossible. I believe that God worked in the impossible. God got me talking only by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. Do you know what that means? Guess what? I put all my trust and hope in God. And I hope that you do the same. Understand this. March the 19th is going to be Universal Prayer for this podcast show. We're going to talk and pray for one another. We're going to pray for our world. We're going to pray that God brings about a change in 2021. We're going to pray about this COVID situation. We're going to pray about the persecuted church. We're going to pray for the poor. We're going to pray for our loved ones. We're going to pray for the people who don't know God. We're going to pray for the leadership of the world. We're going to ask God to do some things that need to be done in the earth. This is why I'm so happy today. Because I know that God is up to something good all the time. Not some of the times, but all of the time. And I'm so excited to talk about Joseph. Because Joseph is one of these people that I know that because of his father's walk with God, that it transferred to Joseph. You know, at this time, Jacob is not Jacob. His name is Israel. Do you know what that means? It says that he wrestled with God. Boy, I'm pumped up. I'm so pumped up today. Because I want to tell you, you know, we got a new family member. I want y'all to get excited with me. We got someone else listening to the show from a whole nother state in, in the United States, in the state of Louisiana. Welcome, welcome to the family. Because let me tell you something. I'm going to be dedicated to pray on your behalf. I'm going to ask God to bless us, to be with us, to hear us. Boy, I'm so excited because God is enlarging our territory. God is thinking about us because he knows that we're going to be faithful. Do you know what it is to be faithful? Faithful is just believing that God is God. That's what Jesus says in Mark 11. Just have faith in God makes you faithful. Remember that the Holy Spirit also is a person. And you can talk to the Holy Spirit anytime that you want to. This podcast show started in late August. And now we're rolling into February. And God has been so good to us that he has expanded us. He expanded his family. He expanded our territory. He's walking with us. He's talking with us. 
He's given us his word. He's given us his backing. I thank you, God. And so I want to recognize the places that listen to the podcasts. I told you one day we're not going to be able to do this because guess what? We're going to be all over the world. We're going to be all over the world. And y'all heard it from Danny. Check this out. In the United States, I like to thank my home state of Illinois, South Carolina, a new family member, Louisiana, New York, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, North Carolina, California, the country of Spain, the country of Russia, the country of Iran, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Belgium. This is just the beginning. We're not Nima a year old. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I've been walking and talking with God for a while. Like I say, I got to work because God gave it to me to give to y'all that you're not alone. That whatever's on your heart and mind is on his heart and mind. That he cares about you. I'm going to say it until I go away. That means I'm going to say it until he called me home. I want you to know every day that you get up, that you're not alone, and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't care what the devil telling you. I don't care all the negativity that you're seeing in your life. Understand this. If God is for you, who can be against you? Did you hear what I just said? If God is for you, who can be against you? And you know how we do it as a family. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. We'll be in Genesis chapter 39, part two, the dreamer, Joseph, talking about him, talking about God and how God is going to develop him. Even in a fallen state, from being the, his father's favorite, now to being a slave in Potiphar's house. He's going to be so exquisite. He's going to be so determined to do right even when he was sold by his brothers. He's going to trust in God when it shouldn't be. He shouldn't trust in God. God got him in Egypt as a slave. 17 years old, away from home. Why God? Got his father thinking that he's dead. Seems bad, doesn't it? That's just, I'm, I'm, just uh, I'm just trying to get you pumped up because I want you to be pumped up. I want you to know how God is working. Because it seems like God is doing something that he shouldn't do. It seems like God is doing something that he shouldn't do. But guess what? All things work together, the good of those who are called by the Lord. Get excited. Get excited. Because God is getting ready to unleash his love upon you. I want you to know it. I want you to know it. Oh, I'm pumped up today, y'all. Family, I'm pumped up. I want you to know. I'm feeling good, family. I hope that you're feeling good, too. I hope that whatever... It's going on in your mind that you able for a little while to take it off of it. 
and say, man, I know God got it on his mind too. Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, do I thank you, Father, for enlarging our territories, bringing more people into the family, God. Only you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that these things can happen. Father, I pray for the people who listen to this podcast, Father. And I pray for the people who don't listen to the podcast, Father. I pray right now, Father, for the widows, the orphans, the poor, all those that need you, Father, and especially for the persecuted church today. Because somewhere they don't have the freedom like I do to say Jesus. And I said for them, Jesus, I said for them, Jesus, help them. Help them, God. Father, I pray for the people who have just lost family members, not just because of COVID, because people are passing away from all kinds. Thanks, Father. I actually be with them in the midst of their tribulation and their pain and their hurt, God. And Father, for these people who need jobs and need their bills met, God, do it for them. Do it for me because I act in faith, God. Because I know that the thousand cattle on the hill belong to you. I know that nothing that man has he has got on his own. Bless your people, Father. Let them see you in your totality. God, I love you. I ask you to bless your people. Do it for me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Boy, I'm feeling good, y'all. Hope that y'all feeling good because we're going to talk about Joseph. We're supposed to talk about, because guess what? Everything that we're going to see is going to seem, it's going to seem adverse. It's going to seem like, man, this can't happen to this child. But this child is going to save the world in a time of a famine. He must grow. He must mature. He must be able to believe and depend upon God for it to happen. He must be able to depend and trust on God. Let's go. New King James Version. Chapter 39. Check this out. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the God, an Egyptian, bought him from the Israelite who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was, he was a successful man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Let's go back. Now, that scene, wait, first of all, I'm talking about how this can be that God is with him and he's a slave. I want you to know what God is doing, God is going to take whatever pain. Whatever sorrow that he goes through, this is what you call growth and development. Because God is going to strip him of, if he has any pride, any arrogance, he's about to lose it. Because he's in a place that he's never had to be in. In a foreign land, away from his father, away from his brothers, his sisters. His, his, he's away from everything that he's known. 
people that speak his language. He's totally lost. But let's, but let's look at that again. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh's captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him from the Israelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Let me tell you this. If you ever think that you're in trouble by yourself, it's not true. If you ever think that you are alone, as you can see, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And so I want you to see what I'm saying. And you say, well, Danny, what you're saying is the truth. Because it says that even though his brothers sold him into slavery, that he's in Egypt. But what does it say? It says the Lord is with him. Do you know what that means? And he was a successful man. God will not let you fail. Even when you are in trouble. I hope that you see what I'm saying. That even though you would think that God had forsaken him, let him be sold to a slave. But God is, in, God is in slavery too. I want you to see that. Can you see it? Then you can see. It says that God was with him. That meant that, hey, God just didn't stay at home with him. He traveled with him. And let's go ahead. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did prosper in his hand. Could you imagine that? His master knew that there was something about him. The master knew that he was being blessed because of the slave that he bought off the Israelites. He knew that his God was with him. And do you know why he knew? Because Joseph has so much integrity. Such an honest man, teenager, because he's not a man. He's growing to, he's going to grow into a man. But at 17, the Pharaoh sees, not the Pharaoh, I meant part of a sees that God is with him. Potiphar knows that everything that's good that's happening for him is because this 17-year-old boy is in his house. If you don't think that's remarkable, I don't know what you're going to think. That this teenager is blessing this man's house. This teenager is blessing this man's house. So, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in sight and served him. Did you see that? That's how you know God was with him. Because guess what? Even in slavery, God was able to get him favor. Check this out. He got so much favor, it says this. Then he made him 
overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority so it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house all that he had that the lord blessed the egyptian's house for joseph's sake and the blessing of the lord was on all that he had in the house and in the fields man do you know what that's called it's called anointing understand this if you're anointed by god guess what you do everybody around you get blessed even when you are down because he's not nowhere near his family where he wants to be. He's a slave. But because of the anointing on his life, everybody around him is being blessed. Understand that if you're walking with the favor of God on your life, people should eagerly attach themselves to you. And if they don't, don't get loose heart about it. Because you're traveling with the anointing. The reason why in Genesis, when you read about Lot and Abram having to divide up from one another, it was because Lot had been around Abram and he had started to gather just as Abraham gathered. Because it's impossible to be around somebody blessed and not be blessed. Understand this. Hold on to the people that are around you because they could be, especially the people serving the Lord, if they're being blessed and you're being blessed around them, it's called an overflow. So Potiphar's getting an overflow only because Joseph is in his house and because God is with Joseph, God is going to be blessed regardless. You cannot serve God and things just don't never work for you don't ever believe that okay let's go i know y'all saying danny man danny tripping oh danny ain't tripping Danny just want y'all to see that you know what it is to have the favor of god over your life and so if you see it then you know you can have it then let's go let's go to uh let's go back let's go back to verse five so it was from that time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had the, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Do you understand this man was so blessed, he didn't even have to worry about it. Because Joseph was such an honorable person that he wasn't going to take anything. He wasn't going to do anything. He didn't have to worry about nothing. All he had to do was just eat. <laughs> Boy, ain't that awesome to have somebody in your house like that? I know I wish I had some in my house like that. Now check this out. It says like this, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Now, I want to share something with you because I want you to understand. See, because if I just read that, then you'll be like, okay, he was handsome and formed. Okay, check this out. Joseph was handsome and well-shaped and developed in body. The same Hebrew expression is used of him 
and also is used of his mother Rachel. Okay, there was a Persian poet in the 12th chapter, and the Quran speaks of his beauty as perfect. Tradition says that Potiphar's wife was the first most virtuous woman. But when she saw him, she was so affected that she lost self-control and, and, be and became a slave to her passion. Joseph was a handsome man. Not only was he such a man of integrity, but what they speak of him is that his body was perfect. And now you see why his father worked 14 years for Rachel. Because it says that his mother was the same way. But guess what? He had integrity. And check this out. So, But I also want you to know that in the Quran it speaks that this wife of Potiphar wasn't just, she wasn't no, just some flinkly woman who just wanted to do anything. She said that she had virtuosity about herself. And so let's check it out. And it came to pass after these things that his master wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, that was me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. He has committed all that he has to my hands. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Do you hear what he said? He's a slave, sold by his brother said. How could he do this great wickedness to God? And this is what I mean when I tell you that Israel, Jacob, his father, told him about God. He understood the working and the matrix of God. And I would tell you one of the reasons why, because I, I want you to be informed. Now, when you look into the, the, the Bible, his father had four, actually had two wives and two concubines, but Bela and Zephyr was, you know. So he understood about confusion because his father had confusion with all these wives. And I'm quite sure that Jacob told him, son, stay away from that. Because that's going to get you confused and get you messed up with God. But he said, how could I do this great wickedness towards God? He said, your husband has let me have control over everything. And the only thing that he hasn't given me was you. Because you are his wife. When a man leaves his father and mother, he should cleave to his wife and they should be one. So don't you think his father told him that? You know, and I, I, also want, I also want to share something with you. When they talk about his wife, it says this, this is in the commentary, I just want to read this to you again. Potiphar's wife was the first most virtuous of women, but when she saw him, she was so affected that she lost all self-control 
and became a slave to our passion. This is what they said. On one occasion, she supposedly made a dinner inviting 40 of the most beautiful women of Egypt. When they saw Joseph, they were so moved with admiration that they exclaimed with one accord that he must be an angel. So this reason why this, this woman, she just in time, she ain't, you know, she ain't all over the place, but this dude, fine, had her lose her whole self-control. And he walked in integrity. Couldn't do it against God. Wouldn't do it against God. And so, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has in my hand. There is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. This was they said this was going on for days. You see what I'm saying? She wasn't going to read, she wasn't going to stop. And check this out. Check this out in verse 11. But it happened about the time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside. That she called him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran out. He got away. But guess what? Guess what's getting ready to happen to Joseph now? This ain't going to work out either. I want you to know when we get ready to roll into the next part, Joseph just doesn't go to prison. If you read in the Psalms, it'll say that his feet were feathered. He gets a beating because of this. And he hadn't done anything once again. God, why? Why must he suffer and he hasn't done anything? Don't make no sense, God. Let me tell you. In the wonderful working powers of God, all this negativity would crush someone. But all God is doing is building Joseph up even when he gets torn down. God is love. God is working things out because Joseph is going to be a deliverer, another prototype of Christ. He's going to feed the world from the wisdom that God gives him from inside. So check this out. I want you to see it because you see it. You're talking about then you then you're gonna be able to agree with me. Remember this: whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. God cares about you just like He cared about Joseph in the situation. In verse 13. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, she fled outside. That she called to the men of her house. 
and spoke to them, saying, See, he has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept his garment with her until her master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like this. The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came into me to mock me. And so it happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled outside. Did you hear that? Nothing but a lie. This boy, young man, down in, doing everything that he could do to serve Potiphar, being content being a slave, ain't getting, ain't getting ready to, you know, ain't trying to be with her. In other words, wasn't stealing, had control of the whole house. Everything that he did, his master was being blessed because of Joseph being in his house. But because the enemy is always trying to tear down God's children. But let me tell you something. If God is for you, who can be against you? God said he would be with you in the fire, floods, and the storm. So I want you to see that in the word, we see that in trouble, God is with him. We see that God doesn't let him not have troubles in this lifetime. So if you think that you should not have troubles, just think about what we're talking about. He's 17, his brother sell him into slavery. His father thinks he's dead. He's doing everything that he can do to survive on his own. And he gets lied on, ain't done nothing wrong, ain't did nothing, but just living and trusting and believing in God. Proclaiming God and he gets this happened to us. Check this out. Verse 19. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. But check this out. Love God. You got to love God. Check this out in verse 20. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in sight of the keeper of the prison. Did you hear that? The same thing that happened to him when he was sold to Potiphar. God is with him in prison, so. So when you think about people in prison, don't think that God ain't with them either. Don't think when you see people in prison that God is not with them. Because some people are there innocent. Some people are there because they really did. But some people are there because they just like Joseph. So don't be so quick to be judgmental towards the people. But the Lord was with him. Joseph, let me check this out. But the Lord was with Joseph 
and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's pen. All the prisoners who were in prison, whatever they did, there it was his duty. Check this out. He went to prison and became the chief prison guard. Ain't that remarkable? The, hey, he said, hey, Joseph, you in charge of everybody, man, down here. I'm just going to, hey, I'm just going to lay back and let you do your thing. And let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a tad bit secret. Because if you don't see it, then you, you won't understand why Joseph's going to be elevated. Okay, I want to tell you where he was placed at. Check this out. Then Joseph's master took him and put him in a prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. He wasn't in the hood prison. Did you see? He was in the prison where the king put his people at. In other words, these are special people who violate the king. So in other words, they were kept in a different confine because some of them had power. Some of them had great positions. But God is going to put Joseph strategically here because guess what? He's going to be the advisor. He's going to be the second most person, powerful person in Egypt. And this is just only a setup of God, only a setup for God to get the glory. Guess what? Understand this. The devil don't even know what's going on. The devil don't know that there's a famine coming. The devil don't know that God is going to use Joseph to be his man on the earth. Do you understand why God is keeping him hidden now? I want you to see it. God is keeping him hidden because guess what? If a lot of people really knew who Joseph was and what his earthly assignment was, they would have killed him. The devil didn't even know what he's getting ready to do. The devil don't know that God is going to bring a famine on the land. God don't consult nobody about stuff like that. But, but God was saying, hey, okay. When we do, we're talking to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When this famine comes, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna raise this Joseph up. No one knows it but the Father. What's really going on? So when you look at your circumstances and you feel like that, you don't know why. Guess what? Because God is doing something. God is doing something. Check this out. And verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were in the prisons. Whatever they did, there it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Man, I got to close the book up right there. I got to close up, man, because we see that, guess what? God in prison. Man, why would God go to prison, man? I'm talking about. But we know that on the ultimate thing that God goes to the cross to redeem mankind. Let me tell you right now, God is with you. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. He loves you and you're not alone. But this is just part two, you see. Hey, we, hey, we, we see that, but all we know is that the Lord is with Joseph. The Lord is with Joseph, and the Lord is with you too. Let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for who you are, God. 
I thank you for your majesty. I thank you for your glory, Father. I pray that your word would penetrate people's heart to let them know that whatever situation they're in, that you are with them, just as I tell them all the time, Father. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Even though Joseph is slave, sold into slavery, you're with him in Potiphar's house. When he goes to prison, you are with him. God, let your people know that you are with them in their worsts of time. God, I love you. Father, I ask you to bless these people, Father. I ask you to do extraordinary things for them. I ask you, Father, to open your windows of heaven and pour out treasures to them. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. I love you. I want to tell you that you are not alone. And I'm going to leave with this one thing. You know what you're going to say, Danny. You got to stop it. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God loves you, and I love you too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.